I don't remember why. It was a game that was owned by a friend, and I never got back to his house to play the other half. Hmm. They were on separate discs. So right, 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 right. Yeah, right. you had to. Uh, I didn't, to I didn't borrow it. I played it at my friend, friend's house, and like from six p.m. in the evening to like six a.m. in the morning. I don't know why. I don't know what family just let me come over, and you know, like <laughs> what was the circumstance of me playing a video game? The best ones, dude. The ones where you're like just like another know. like. You know, sibling in the house. Yeah, I went over. Oh, there goes Felix. He's playing that video game again. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast, episode 197, brought to you by the OG Podcast Network. This is Neo Aoshi, uh, coming to you live through the power of the internet with a couple cool dudes. I got Felix Hergood. This is me. Trip Zero. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Trip Zero. And we got Lock and Key. Boys, how What's you doing? Up, everybody? Good, man. How are you? Good, doing well. We got a we got a big show for you tonight. (laughs) This is me. (laughs) We got a cool show for you tonight. We're going to talk about the Anthem demo that that uh, most of us jumped into. Uh, uh, The Resident Evil Two remake game. We're going to talk about our experiences playing that and all the cool fun we're having. And we got a little bit of news Uh, this week. um, Metro Exodus was pulled from Steam, and Valve commented on it. So we're going to talk about that and what it means for the Steam PC launcher wars that we are currently witnessing. Uh, So why don't we start? Do you guys want to get Anthem out of the way and talk about that? Because I really am very curious to hear your impressions of it. Because I did not not dive into it as much. I played like one mission. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we could do we could do Anthem for sure. Yeah, um, out of the I way. Then. That's kind of. Yeah, do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to save that? Rude, yeah. No, I mean it doesn't doesn't matter. I mean I think you guys all played Resident Evil more, so you'll probably talk about that a whole lot more. Yeah, um, I can only go off of memory. Um, Anthem. Um, I don't even know where to start with it. To be honest. Um, well, what, what were your impressions? What did what was your takeaway from it? Is this because you guys are heavy Destiny players? Is this something yeah. you could see occupying your time, or is is like is there something there but beneath the uh, you know that demo that you guys played? Lock, I definitely want you to dive in. I just want to set the stage for listeners who may not Please. know what was happening. Uh, last weekend was the VIP demo of Anthem, the first public facing playthrough of of Anthem. Essentially, they gave us a vertical slice of the game, a couple of missions, some gear to collect, a couple of different suits to try out. Um, and this was for people that pre-ordered the game or were EA Origins uh, premier members. We were able to dive into this first, Friday through Sunday night. I think we're getting and a public then, beta yep. this coming weekend mm-hmm. that Correct. anyone anyone and everyone, any console platform can just download and try out. But VIP was last weekend, so that's what we were diving into. Um, so to your point, um, yes, I guess is the simple answer, Neo. I definitely think it's something that can um, take me away from destiny and playing that um overall i enjoyed it um there's plenty of things that i can pick apart um that are negative but overall it did a really nice job of engaging me with uh player movement abilities um team skill the world itself 
um, the way that character models looked and dialogue, you know, it was obviously significantly better than Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, you know, their character models I thought were fantastic. I think they were better than probably just about any character model that I've seen um, from them ever, um, probably rivaling what we would see with Bungie and Destiny. Mm. Um, but I mean, I think. Uh, that the player movement is what makes it so unique is the ability to fly around and, and the different abilities that you have, which makes it feel very different than what you can do in destiny. Um, in uh, stark contrast, the gun play is not as good as it is in destiny. It's not even close. That but is definitely a thing I've noticed uh, going. Yeah. In. Movement. Um, great. Gunplay is a little all over the place. Correct. Yeah. Like when you fire a sniper, it felt like it was like, a weak scout rifle in mm-hmm. destiny. Like it just didn't feel like, you know, you were, you were wielding a powerful weapon. Uh, but the abilities on the other hand, um, felt, felt wonderful. They felt really great. And the one thing that I appreciate about Anthem that destiny has, but it doesn't do in the same way is the way that your, your squad works together to form combos and do greater damage by mm. chaining abilities. Um, like destiny has where you can use like melting point that weakens an enemy and then your team does more damage. But like if, if you were working in a squad of different characters and someone used a debuff and then someone used their missile chained with, let's say an ice attack, it may do three times the damage and it would show it as a combo. Like the word combo pops up on your screen and you Mm -hmm. see a big chunk of health disappear, which leads me to believe that there's going to be some cool team play there. Um, which it just felt very different. Maybe it's because it was third person. Maybe it's because it was a completely different game, but it just felt like it did it better than destiny does it. Um, but there are, um, before I go in, I'll let trip share what he, what he really liked about it because there's definitely a lot of quality of quality of life improvements that I would hope that they make, uh, within the first few weeks of the game coming out. I don't know if it'll be things that are patched for day one, um, but overall, it, it's definitely something that I will dive into and play, um, especially because I don't think there's going to be enough content in Destiny to make it a, a game that I play exclusively anymore. Hmm. So, Trip, what would you say you yeah. enjoyed about it? Um, it definitely moves very, very differently than Destiny. I know we're comparing this to Destiny a lot, which is probably a little bit unfair to Anthem itself, but it's going to elicit those comparisons because... It's a group focused, like I would say, it's probably more similar to cooperative than game, Destiny. You know, you feel like save uh, your hand up. Well, I was just going to say it's going to elicit the comparisons because you guys are considering whether you need to be playing this game instead, right? I mean, I I'm going to be doing both at least at launch. Um, the the place that Destiny is in, especially for a lot of us as we've grinded up through Destiny, is is we've done everything that there is, and the only real reasons to play are if you just enjoy being in that world for no reason, or if you have very specific milestone or long-term related tasks that you're working on. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of us have, have gotten the guns we wanted to. We've, we've completed the missions and now it's kind of maintenance mode until the next big content drop. That's the way any big collective, you know, online RPG is going to work for sure. Yeah. You grind the content um, out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think Anthem the draw for me for Anthem is not the fact that it's uh, something to do in in lieu of Destiny. It's it's an v- entirely different game the way that it mm-hmm. plays. Like Locke was saying, um, the gunplay is is very second 
it's second nature. And I almost had to change the way I was playing. Not almost. I did. I started playing the the demo shooting guns for the majority of my damage. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Right. But that's just how I'm ingrained. I'm ingrained to like use my one gun and my second gun and swap back and forth. The minute that I started going down my abilities road, it changed everything. And the minute you squat up with people and combine abilities, like Locke was saying, it's you're you're melting entire groups of enemies and bosses so much more quickly than you were just solo, even with guns. Group synergy. Um, every group synergy is important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. every b- ability in the game is is either a um, a primer or a detonator. And primers get the enemies ready to be comboed, and detonators set them off. And you could even do that shit on your own. You could have these amazing combos that just do wild damage. Um, I tried out two of the javelins. The javelins are the suits that you pilot that fly around in the world. I tried the ranger out, which is kind of what they describe as the jack of all trades uh, javelin. It's pretty good at everything doesn't excel at anything specifically and i tried the storm javelin out the storm javelin uh differentiates itself by f- by kind of floating up above battle you don't really want to be in the heat of things but it's almost like the mage class or the magic caster because you're you're spamming elemental abilities from far away in kind of like a uh, like a support dps kind of style so i'm up there and and casting this shit and and just kind of floating above the immediate like barrage of damage and flying around and kind of supporting that way and comboing with other people's skills and abilities as well. And it's Mm -hmm. a lot different than how I play games in general. Usually I've stayed away from like magic casting or far away ability classes. I was never like a healer in any kind of online RPG that I played, at least, you know, not, not a lot. I would dabble, but like nothing permanently, but I was really drawn to kind of like the storm, the storm class. I think I might've just been the Cape. I like capes on characters and this is the only Cape. The Cape was cool. Oh, I know you're talking about now. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was really, really, like, really amazing that Anthem had um, is a customization level of detail that I've never seen in a video game. Um, every every different javelin had has layers of of metal, of fabric, of of design that you can choose your material for, and you can choose the color of, down to like creating your own custom color for that panel that you're that you're customizing. So they have like a like a bunch of color swatches, but you can also bring a little little dial in and choose not only your color but your saturation of your color. Like full so. RGB control of each color of the panels. That's insane. Yeah, I had, because I had to go into the RGB yeah. slider to try and replicate Iron Man on my um on my Ranger. Hell like yeah, of course. That's were like they were either too yellow or like too orange and I wanted this yeah. I needed like a like a muted gold brown to match like the Tony Stark Iron Man look, at least mm. that the movies had. And I kind of just was fucking around in there trying to find the right uh, tone and tint. It was a lot of fun. Um, if you've ever done AutoCAD before, like in AutoCAD, you could select the material choice very similar to what you can do inside of um, inside of Anthem. So like I was going between like fine leather versus old leather versus uh, bare metal versus yeah, like stainless straight steel up different versus... textures you can like throw on Correct. the oh wow that's kind of that's kind of cool uh, um and it's yeah, like that inspired was... my storm to be like a like i called him the louis vuitton boy because i made him like this brown <laughs> like i was like like a little stitch pattern on there like they got fucking like a louis vuitton purse when i was done with um, it. It was crazy and as trip was saying like your armor set like there's multiple layers to it so it ends up being i think like eight different layers that you change and customize between material type and color and then material type then has different finishes so your metal is not just a metal it's you know it's uh i think they have like old new oh yeah there's like know, five like, levels of wear you can put on no matter what texture of metal you've chosen you could wear it down 
among five levels. Yeah, let me there's plastic. Like, and, let me let me uh, ask you guys something. Um, are upgrades on the javelins uh, like any kind of like let's say you get new gloves or something like how how does gear work for these javelins and do they if they if it does work like i don't know destiny do, does your appearance also change like based on that like do the javelins actually like take different forms because of that i don't know the specific answer to that question i know that we were able to to change the cosmetic look of our javelins with uh with pieces that you could buy through like you get coins for missions and the coins can be redeemed just for like a cosmetic new piece of gear and that didn't change your abilities at all. It, it seemed to be like a separate system. Gotcha. But we didn't get any gear drops. Or at least I didn't get any gear drops as rewards or loot after any missions. I'm just so I didn't swap anything in. Yeah, so there I've never seen armor drop. It was all weapons. Gotcha. And, I'm yeah. I'm like, curious about how like upgrading works. If it's just your guns and what do the javelins? How do the javelins get better throughout your gameplay too? I think like, yeah. I have I no idea really how that becomes, works. I think yeah. it's your abilities is what you upgrade and get yeah. better. It's not necessarily your javelin suit. So yeah. I think like the X, what I would imagine, and I don't know if this is accurate, um, but it seems like you have two things that you're leveling. You're getting better gear, which would be guns and grenades and um, like, uh, and then your abilities, which also level up as you go. But I think your javelin suit just goes based off of your armor. Like as you increase a level, you would get better armor or better shields. I don't think gotcha. it's necessarily like you get a new helmet for your javelin and that helmet bumps up right. your armor. But it could be different. Like the slice they showed us may not have had that built in, mm-hmm. right? And that could be a part of the overall game. I don't know. So the deep customization of your look of your javelin kind of makes up for the lack of like external look like you would get in destiny like that whole yeah it seems like you just you pop in new abilities and then you just you set them on your character and you can make it look however you want because mm. like the ability you don't just have an ability as like a ranger they don't they're not just three abilities and you're and you're done and you level them up like you can swap out like cluster bombs or or single bombs or like i had a multiple casting fire attack that i took one giant lightning a- attack out for so you, these aren't just set characters you literally can can build your javelins from the ground up to synergize with not only your team, but probably the enemy that you're fighting in the game to like exploit a weakness or, or be really efficient working together, which is, which is super cool. I mean, we're all used to like, grinding destiny. You know, the hunter has, you know, you either throw a knife or you throw a smoke bomb and it's, it's one or the other, you know, depending mm-hmm. on what you pick. This is like whatever drops for me, whatever I earn, I can pop that in as an ability and kind of run with that, which is super cool. What were you going to ask Felix? Oh yeah. I just want to, because I don't know, anything at all about this game i haven't researched it looked at it didn't yeah anything. please please ask what's the world like is this an open world that they give you an open world segment did they give you did they give you sections that were pretty open but it was really just a section it's for us we had sections it would redirect you if you were like went outside of your mission kind of parameters but the world is open essentially like it's kind of like uh you launch something you launch like a, a story plot uh, but you can also just do free play and fly around in this in this entire entire world because you, I mean you so, you're literally so, flying through the air like when, Iron Man. When, so they want to have a big expansive space for you to explore and enjoy and yeah. So the game is very vertical, okay. like like because you can go probably you know a hundred feet in the air if not higher and climb mountains and and things like that because the because you're in a suit that can fly like the game is not played on the ground level you know like it's it's probably struggles to be good when you're playing at the ground level 
like mm-hmm. you know going up in the air and then hovering and shooting and using your abilities you know like iron man would is is what makes the game pretty cool um i'm a little concerned about the map and the size of it for the full release um again like it's really hard to judge what we're going to get based off of the slice that they showed us hopefully whatever they add on to this open demo in terms of what we've already played and where, where it goes, will give us a better, better look into that. Um, but you know, they showed us probably like a Cosmodrome size amount. If you remember Cosmodrome, yeah, from yeah, D1. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was like, it was like that type of size that we got to play on. Um, very similar to what like a destiny beta would have been like one map. Um, is that how they load in? Like there's like, not like planets, but like, planet type sections that you like it, yeah it seems it's to be over oh, no. one base area yeah like it, you yeah. know how you could have you could land in different sections of the cosmodrome like that's yeah. kind of what it was like right like you left your home base to go to this area and you had like three places that you could land one started a story mission one was free play the other you, one was you free left play. your home base f- through space you're saying yeah but it, it was just a loading screen this is all one like, planet it looks space. like yeah yeah Got it. yeah just a yeah. big open world yeah um, so it did struggle with loading screens. It didn't do loading screens well. That's one of my one of my um, that was about it. That was one of the um, bugs that was talked about over the weekend. During, well, it's not even yeah. It's not even the bug. It was more so that like if you started a story mission and you know started playing and went to Trips Point down a path that they didn't want you to go, like it it prompted you to a loading screen and not loading like it does in Destiny where you might halt for 30 seconds until it renders the next area and mm-hmm. then you keep moving. Like oh, this would yeah. prompt a, a shutdown loading screen until it loaded again. Right. Um, so it kind which, of it disconnects which, you as you're moving between areas in the world. It did, oh, yeah. No. Um, so that concerns me because that would be very annoying over time. Like in the demo, it was whatever because it wasn't you know, it wasn't happening all that much, but like if I have to leave each different area and get stuck at that kind of loading screen, um, it would bother me over time. Yeah, De- Destiny does a, you out of the game. Yeah, Destiny does a great job of not t- when it's reinstancing you on each Ter- area or section. Yeah, yeah, like it just like you you notice it, but it's very minimal because you just see your the, the characters just teleport next to you. It's it's just that right. su- it's subtle, but like okay, I'm in a n- new instance now. You now know. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like this was it was so like the the one oh God, when you yeah. do the you first imagine. story mission. So when you do the first story mission, you land, you fly to the cave, and like when you fly into the cave, it then starts a new instance with a fresh loading screen. Like you fly for maybe three minutes, not doing anything into a cave and then boom starts a new instance. And it's like a three minute, like you sat at a loading screen for the amount of time that it took you to fly to the cave. Yeah. Like it was just, could you imagine every weird. lost sector you run into and destiny it loads and goes to a black screen and then uh, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't run lost sectors, <laughs> man. Th- things well, we expect now from modern games, hold, you know, hold on. Though. I know, right. But, but this is really if you have the lens of destiny upon the game, right? If you compare it directly to destiny, I mean, if I, if I were to compare that to like elder scrolls, I mean, pretty much every time it's not a long loading screen, but every time I go into a, like a new building, I have to watch like a, you know, 10 second or 20 second load. Screen right. Yeah. They've built this though as a seamless open flying. Oh, experience. oh they've mm-hmm. sold it that way. Yeah. yeah. Sold, okay. Then, then that's yeah, right. Look, it's, it's a, they called it a demo. Should have been called a beta. Uh, there was a lot that, that and I think Locke is going to dive into some of this. There's a lot that could have been different and needs to be, especially on the PC side of things. So I'm I'm not holding that against them yet. But if the game launches like that and that's your kind of like 
loading workflow, it's going to be really tedious. So hopefully it's not. Okay. Yeah, I like it's definitely apparent that PC was not the platform that they wanted to invest their time on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I it not that it was bad. Like it wasn't an awful PC port, but like you could tell it was an afterthought in terms of controls and you know, I know Trip's the UI number one. for sure the UI. Yeah. Yeah, like the UI took me a minute to figure out when I was trying to change the graphic settings cuz I just didn't understand why I was clicking on things and it wasn't working. Um, yeah, graphic settings so didn't like, work, like straight up didn't work. Well, so. it wasn't it was so the way that they layered their UI was you could see the graphic settings on your right-hand side, but there was another menu on the left-hand side that you needed to click on first. So like let's say I hovered so let's say you had um a list view of contro- uh, controller keyboard um and graphics right let's say those were your three on your left hand side if I hovered over graphics it would show me on the right hand side the graphic settings right and would let you start going over there and hovering on them but you couldn't click on them unless you clicked physically clicked on graphics so that's it wasn't what like, that was. Okay, I experienced yeah. that. Oh man, yeah. yeah. So like you, you and had it, it brightened up, and you're like, oh, I can choose this now. Yeah. So I spent, I don't know, three minutes clicking on the same graphic setting. Like I thought it was just a bug in the game from from yeah. the demo. Um, and uh, Trip's probably number one biggest gripe, um, which was uh, which is a, everyone's biggest gripe probably is no one to one mouse acceleration. Oh, um, so it like it just. <laughs> just tries to do what you think it wants it to do and um it's definitely not what you want it to do um, either overcompensates or undercompensates for whatever flight movement it's you're mostly doing under it's, it's yeah. under, mostly yeah. undercompensating yeah weird. like i was when i went back to destiny like how easily it was to do a 180 in destiny by just doing a quick mouse movement with my wrist like you couldn't you couldn't even do that in anthem it's yeah, not even you really kind of take that for um, granted that movement a little bit so like that needs to get fixed, which I think they already said that they're going to, it should not be in the open beta. That seems like it aligns lock with your implication that they were marketing toward the console. Correct. Yeah. Right. Like the control, yeah. the controls 100% trip played with a controller. I think a lot of the guys from the discord in our community played with controllers for, for a little while. Yeah, uh, like I tried flight paths, flight um, flying your javelin is 100% better oh, on a controller. So good on a I don't controller. even, I don't even, I didn't play with one, um, out of spite, but I can tell you that it, <laughs> I can, I would imagine that it is, um, given everyone what they shared. Um, so, so you know how it, like you have to pull yourself with a mouse when you're flying, like you like, you, it gives you two circles. Yeah. And, and you're like, like, and you're, the, you're moving them the across the wider, yeah. the wider they are, like the faster you'll get pulled and you kind of realign to center. That is like the mouse UI when you're flying. With the controller, just up, down, left, right, dude. You just you, you throw the stick in the way you want to go. I was fucking cruising around like crazy. But then I went to shoot something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I shoot with a mouse now shoot in my mouse, video yeah. games. So, yeah, <laughs> this is what I do now. And then, and then the <laughs> mouse, Sorry. of course, isn't tracking properly because the game is, is making you go slower the faster you go in the real world. It was, it was wonky, dude. It was wonky as fuck. Um, yeah, so it, like they, they have some work to do in terms of uh, the PC UI, the PC controls. Um, and what they really need to prove is what the end game loop looks like. And that we don't know. And that's really what is going to depend whether or not this game is something that's sustainable and can hang with the likes of division destiny, warframe, the looter shooter genre. Like 
So it's, it, it's funny we're comparing it to Destiny so much because that's just what we play. But I've heard a lot more comparisons to Warframe because of the nature of the hub world and how it you, you pick where it sends you out on the mission. And just, mm-hmm. just the style of how they present missions to you and the story, it does, it yeah. does resemble Warframe like a tad more because of that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a mix. It takes elements from all of them. You sure, know, I think it is trying to do its own thing. I do think, you know, I am interested in the story they're trying to tell. And sure, I'm, I'm interested in the lore of the world. Um, so, I mean, if it does a good campaign well, um, then you know, and and that's all that it does well. That's fine. I think it's still something that could um, keep me playing it. You know, like it doesn't have to have an end game loop necessarily to be a good game, but to be sustainable, it's going to need to have a good end game loop, especially when you have, you know, uh, other games that are currently doing it really well. And Mm -hmm. especially when one of them's free, like you you don't even have to pay to play Warframe, right? Like, and it has a great end game loop. So the question is like, Um, what are you chasing for at the end of these, Correct. at the end of this like story? Um, Um, It's why Division failed, right? Like Division's mm -hmm. end game loop when it first came out. The, it was non-existent. There was no endgame loop, right? And honestly, Destiny um, does it really well because they are constantly giving you new things to chase after. For example, the correct. last word today came out, right? That yep. whole mm-hmm. that whole mission came out. That's a whole big quest line you can you can choose to do. So yeah. that keeps players engaged. Like, what will Anthem have in lieu of that? Like, will they will they have events or whatever? Will they will they keep the world alive? Yeah, yeah. It's it's um. It remains to be seen. I mean, I think. I would hope they know what they need to achieve. Um, and, you know, they showed, um, what was it called, Trip? What was that, like, um, little end game activity they had? Oh, the Stronghold. Um, the Stronghold. So they had, yeah. like, a, an end game. I didn't get to take part in it. I didn't watch it. I don't know. Like really a du- much it's like a dungeon it. style thing? Yeah. I, I think it's, it probably aligns um, more similarly to, like, a Nightfall. I would call it a Nightfall. Um, yeah. In, in terms of content. Like a high level, like, mission. Yeah. activity expert rewards um, and all that kind of stuff like you yeah. got yeah yeah and there was it's funny the uh obviously i follow all the destiny guys on twitter but they were a little disappointed because at the end of the stronghold when you beat the final encounter there's no chest right so what they don't they don't do chests so you don't actually find out your reward until the mission is over and you get a loading screen like all your loot yeah. that you get in that game doesn't show up in the moment but mm. public events in that game do have chests. That's the weird part. Are like there the are there is. public events? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they don't call them that, but they're like I was flying around. And it's like oh, like you know your your little your guide equivalent, your ghost, your um whatever the Warframe person is like your equivalent of that guide while you're while you're in these worlds was like oh something is happening over here. Let's go check it out. And then you do that, do the objective, and a chest appeared. I ran up to the chest and like those little diamond loot things popped out. Wait, really? One. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, man. For sure. yeah. But and not, there's there's some the randomly in the world too. Yeah, like you could yeah. find chests randomly. You, oh, that's right, dude. I did. I found one sitting somewhere. Yeah. Just interacting. But like, with you. it's not the way that they do like their their boss fights, yeah. which is weird. Like, is, is weird. you want to feel that reward right after and then equip what you get, but you have to like finish the mission and you then gotta you wait see a loading screen pop up in yeah. like the end game. Yeah. You know? So it's just weird. I didn't like that reward screen. It was too tedious. It took too long. I was like, I don't. I don't need to see everyone's medals. Can I just get? I yeah, I skipped it. I skipped yeah. it. Oh, that was the other thing about the UI for for uh, PC. It's hold to do everything, like oh. hold enter, hold oh. F to skip. Like I, I'm gonna I hit F because I mean F. Like I don't need to yeah. hold it down. Right. You know, like it's Top just 10 like things it's, in games that should die right there. Are you, you know, sure so you want to press that button? 
I need yeah, that in exactly. Destiny right now because I'm relearning my key bindings after swapping some shit. I need to fucking hold to confirm. <laughs> it's but so like in general, no. Like you press what you want to press. Like don't, like don't do that. There was yeah. a lot that was dragged out. Like even walking through the fort to go from like one mm. story point to another, you couldn't sprint. In I the first person I read today they're weird. adding a run button for it. Oh, I know, God. I know. Thank God. That seems. I understand painful. that like. Bioware's focus for this and how they're going differenti- to differentiate themselves in one way is like an in-depth story and like fleshing out your world. Like if there's no collective tower or area that people need to see, they could do wild shit with your fort. Like shit could blow up. People could die. Things could be changed depending on whatever happens with you. And that's cool. But like people are still going to want to play this game primarily to be out in the world and fly these cool suits and blow up cool shit and get loot. At the end of the day, that's why you're playing the game. If if we need to be in these intermediate areas because you need us to be, because you're forcing us through the story, that's fine. But don't make us be there longer than we want to because that's going to kill excitement. Mm-hmm. Like forcing us through there and forcing us through at a very, very slow pace, it's not going to do it. It's going to make us resent the game slowly until we're like, fuck it, I'm going to do something else because I don't want to walk through this thing at yeah. 10 miles an hour and not get back outside until I talk to 15 people. <laughs> Yep. So I'm glad so they're like, adding a run button. Hell was yeah. there uh, was there story in the demo? There was. The missions you played followed one specific story thread like about you recovering this ancient. Or? Yep, there was a character you talked to. You were recovering like some artifact, and then when you brought the artifact back, it did something to him. Um, I was actually really intrigued by that story and that plot point. Like that alone, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see how that plays out in the actual story. So it was it's was, it was pretty cool. They gave you a little nugget of of uh, actual content content mm-hmm. cool. and they all had cutscenes after every mission. Like you didn't just listen to someone talk and see text. Like there was actually voice acted and animated cutscenes, and they like, they were pretty impressive. I haven't played Andromeda. So I don't know if this is like Andromeda level or not, but it seemed like really well done. Did you guys start wise, by like, relatively make, speaking, did you start by making a character? No, no, it didn't start that way. You choose male. You started, yeah, male. You started at answer. level 10. You started a, a base javelin, which is like the the um, Swiss Army knife of javelins. Like it's good at it's decent at everything. Yeah, that's the ranger. Um, and then after like two levels, then you get to pick you know a more specific javelin if you wanted the mage, if you wanted the you know the colossus, which is the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was what interceptor as well. Interceptor was the, 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 the small one, the one quick... that I played. Yeah, yeah, interceptor that, was by the fun. Way. That was super fun. Um, I didn't get to play a whole lot of it because I didn't play on Sunday, um, but it was it feels completely different than 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 the um, Ranger class. Yeah. Um, so I didn't play the other, so I don't know. But the movement on it was was crazy, and the yeah. this, the the alt ability, the ultimate ability was was like crazy. Like you you it lasted forever in comparison to the 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 Ranger ultimate. So. Um, yeah, and, and that makes it unique as well. Just like playing different subclasses, just like playing different mm-hmm. character types in Destiny, like it, it changes it completely. So yeah, you got cool. you guys uh, naming different classes. You said tank class. You said something called mage. So this yeah, is there was a storm, yeah. which was like Ranger. a mage. Okay, so and there this isn't going to be an MMO. No, I mean, well, no, no, it's just like Destiny's not an MMO. Yeah. yeah. It sounds okay. like a story-based. Um, it's mainly a story-based game, which you can party up with people and just and it's just actually like like co-op-y, like a very co-op. It's actually mm-hmm. like they want you to. You get more XP from right. playing in co-op than you yeah, do from playing true. solo. Right. 
And those yeah. classes are built on like RPG. That's you know, what I meant. Archetypes, archetypes from yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah like, like tank class, like, mage class. Storm yeah. is very like very uh, very Casting. ability and magic yeah. focused, and like so you can fly and you can hover in this game. You kind of like stop your thrusters and you float in midair, which is a great tactic to use when you're when you're shooting. But the storm class can hover like so much longer than any other class because you want to be up above and out of the way, essentially. So your thrusters can hover longer before you overheat and have to like land. Or like fly through water to cool yourself down, something like that. So that's like a benefit the storm has. Like when I'm playing a storm, I'm I'm uh, I'm weaker, you know. Like I'll get destroyed if I get down in the shit a little bit too much. So that's why I need to stay up there. But that's kind of like like the the trade off, you know. Whereas if you play the Colossus, like you're not moving out of the way really quickly, but no, you you're can diving absorb in the most damage. You can you can draw aggro. You can smash shit up. I mean, that's you, you like that ad clearing with Colossus was crazy. Yeah. You rely on each other essentially to kind of combo and be the best. So also, Felix, I think we should point out when you when you started the demo, it asked you if you just you just pick male voice or female voice. Right. And that's kind of how uh, they did the Mass Effect games. Right. Yeah. But you could customize like a person in Mass Effect, like to be your, I... to be your shepherd. Um, and the, the hub world like that, that main hub world that they were talking about earlier is all in first person. So that part of the game is in first person and you're walking around this like little market like area. And then the javelin gameplay when you go out in the missions is third person. Yeah, I would imagine that you'll be able to customize your character. Like have like um, an actual avatar, like a like a human avatar. Yeah. yeah, I just think they were just trying to limit what what you did. I think they yeah. just wanted people to play game. They just wanted people to play it, you know. Yeah, that that makes um, sense to me just to get in the javelins. Yeah. Yeah, um, it would. I think it would be silly for a Bioware not to have that customization that they have with Mass Effect. Like well, every Mass Effect, it game, sounds like they put a deep. lot of lot of time into the javelin customization. It's true. Oh, dude, so, so, so much. Like, sure. They did that with Dragon Age games too, right? Uh, every Bioware game, everywhere has, Bioware had great custom, great character customization. Um, so I, I would imagine that you can do it. It might not be in depth, mm-hmm. but I would imagine they would let somebody pick what their character looked like. Um, especially if it's a story-based game with with using the hub world. Because it would just be weird if the hub world, you just never got to... Like, you weren't unique in the hub world. You were only unique in, in your suit. In your suit, yeah. Um, that, that makes me wonder how, but, like, story cutscenes will play out. Like, if you will be a character in the cutscenes. Or if you're just going to be right, a character right. watching people talk in front of you. And mm-hmm. you're just a voice in first person. Yeah. Like, that's that I'm also very curious about. Yeah. It's it's yeah it's a good point since the since you're third person the whole entire time that you're you know out in the world and then going to first person you know that may mean that maybe not maybe you don't customize your character because you're always in first I don't know hmm. um, remains to be seen like, I feel like it's you maybe that's what they're going for if that if that is the case you, you know which is okay yeah. that's that's like the yeah. Gordon Freeman thing right like you yeah, you are a, supposed, you're supposed to be him yeah yeah. Any uh, final thoughts on uh, Anthem you guys want to touch on? Um, I would just say that, like, it grew on me. Like, when I played it Friday, I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. Um, And now I'm, like, I'm sad that I can't hop in. Like, Mm. I want to play more. I want to fly around more. I want to try these different things out. And I want to be in that world and, like, fly around and shit. So, like... The desire for it is is growing. Maybe just because I can't do it right now. You know, you want something that you can't have. Are you going to hop back in this weekend? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. For are, sure. Are well, you, uh, cool thing they did was because of like the issues with like the server access and some people got delayed and actually hopping into the game. They unlocked all four javelins for people to play, 
when they were only going to give you like, you know, the Ranger and then the option of one of the other three. Mm. Um, and I believe they're keeping that option for the VIP people that were in there that first weekend. So I'll be able to go in there and have all four unlocked and, and all of us will. We'll be able to get our hands on uh, all the play styles if you really wanted to. Yeah, I'm going to try and see if I can spend more time with it this weekend because I played honestly like two, like one or two hours when on that yeah. Friday and then I bounced to play Resident Evil 2 the rest mm. of the weekend. So <laughs> you guys you guys ready to talk about it? Yeah. Resident yeah. Evil? Sure. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> right. It, so, uh, hey, Felix, uh, why, don't you, why yeah. don't you start? Okay. <laughs> so, um, so okay. just a little quick history uh, about Resident Evil 2. Um, it's the only one that I really have, like, solid memories of playing mm-hmm. where I know exactly, like, what I accomplished with it. You know, like, I, I know I beat the first Resident Evil, but I don't remember shit about it. Um, I never played three. I played four and don't remember it at all, even though they say it's one of the best. Four uh, is really good. Four is never great. Played, yeah, never played five, six, never played the new seven. Um, so Resident Evil 2, when I heard that it was going to be remade, I was like, it's a no-brainer. Go back and play it again, right? Um, so when I went into this game with the knowledge, because I never played... Leon's story, just so you know. Never played it. I only played Claire's story. I don't remember why. It was a game that was owned by a friend, and I never got back to his house to play the other half. <laughs> hmm. They were on separate discs. So Right, 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 right. Yeah. right. You had to, uh, you I didn't, had to I didn't borrow it. I played it at my friend, friend's house and like from 6 p.m. in the evening to like 6 a.m. in the morning. I don't know why. I don't know what family just let me come over. And you know, like, <laughs> what was the circumstance of me playing a video game? The best ones, dude. The ones where you're like, just like another know. like, you know, sibling in the house. Yeah, I went like, over. Oh, there goes my... Felix. He's playing that video game again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know he was there there with me for most of the playthrough, but I would hope so. Eventually, that's, that's, he yeah, disappeared. It was just me and Claire for whatever amount of hours. Anyway, so it's just me and Claire. When I, fir- when I first <laughs> came into playing this game, I was like. I'm, dude, they outdid themselves in terms of like the. I don't know if they outdid themselves in terms of like seven because I didn't play it, but in terms of like sheer production value, the, the world and the production value, yeah, and the voice acting and like how how alive it feels and like how much like it feels like I'm playing like the opening of an Walking Dead episode. Like it's it's great, dude. There um, was like a TV show like intro, like. As soon yeah. as you got into the city, like done with the gas station in the beginning, like that could be the intro to the newly announced Resident Evil Netflix show that we're going to get at this <laughs> yeah. point. Sure. Like, that shit looked so fucking cool, like better than so many TV show intros that are already out there. Like they so, really went all in with the cinematic nature. So I was, yeah, like, dude, I was all in. I was like, wow, this is fuck. This is more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, you know, I kept saying the whole time, your mind does this thing. If you remember a game you played in another form years ago, that's been remade. You, your mind's like, was that in the original? Was that in the original? Yeah, I did. I did that a whole lot. You're doing a shit ton of that because you're just like, I don't remember this shit, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So I, as I got into it, then, then when you get to like the, the police station, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is the familiar. Okay. I remember all this. Um, the first day was really hard for me. Uh, it took me a while to come around because, um, I, there's an initial message that tells you at the very beginning of the game, 
this game contains an autosave feature, which to me was a, a n- new novelty. It was a novelty because I was like, this didn't exist in this game ever. Like, they, oh, wow, okay, autosave. So I went, fine, fuck it. You know, and I was like, maybe the they only put the typewriters in there because uh, for fans, you know, just to feel good or whatever. Like, oh, <laughs> typewriters here. I remember that. So I ignored the <laughs> I typewriters. I ignored the typewriters for most of the time. And then I died and realized I can't ignore the typewriters. <laughs> I went back probably about 35, 30 or 40 minutes. Oh, in my no, that feels awful. Yeah, I got really oh. frustrated uh, the first day. But I talked to you guys, and you guys like kind of calmed me down in the Discord. You were basically like, don't worry about it, Felix. Use you know, the typewriters. Yeah. Got to use the a, typewriters more. It was a tough love calm down, for sure. Yeah, I don't think anyone was like, oh, man, that sucks. We're like, well, that's what you fucking get in survival <laughs> horror. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then I, uh, I smartened up, and then I started you know, using my typewriters. The second day was outstanding. Uh, I ended up fighting one of the bosses, um, at least in the Claire storyline. So if you have, I, I did it, watch I you play that in, in your. I don't stream. want to spoil it, but I fight some big scary dude, uh, and I got through it. Amazing! I thought I was gonna like have to go back to my typewriter again, but uh, <laughs> but I didn't have to go back to my typewriter. I made it through, um, and it's just great. Uh, the puzzles aren't too, you know as was with the original. The puzzles. Um, are not too too hard once you figure out what the items are like once you get mm-hmm. items the way resident evil seems to play for me is you find the items and then it all comes together so i don't really i don't get hung up trying to stare at something too long i just go okay i'll probably find out what that means later okay i'm gonna keep going um the cool thing that i think they added and i think you pointed this out trip zero uh they added so in the past you had set em and enemies in different sections those were the enemies, and if you killed them, they didn't, like, I don't think they respawned. Is that true, Trip Zero? Um, I don't remember you... there being a respawn of enemies. Well, sometimes yeah, I mean, there'd be think... bodies st- scattered around, and then those bodies would decide later to, like, sit later up. Later? To... Yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah. 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 It, it never, like, respawned, but it also, like, you weren't able to clear out the permanently ever and then have no one in that building like there was always some element yeah like there's a window you didn't board up up. the board the board up windows did that exist in the original it did not right it definitely did not it in maybe three so one thing that made it super active maybe what one thing that made this seem like a very active world outside of the the building yeah was the fact that if you left those windows open eventually you'll come back to an area and it'll be infested again Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and that's what the boards are useful for. You board the windows up, and then you essentially contain that area. I definitely had a hallway that was my danger no-no naughty room, which I <laughs> always avoided at all costs. But was there? Yeah. Did, you ha- did you have the ability to board it up? Yeah, so of course. You, they, you, well, could, you could sterilize it? Yeah, and like you, they give you a set amount of boards are like strewn across the police station. So yeah. you have to be choosy for where you want to – what room yeah. do you want to clear path down was like a choice you yeah. had to make. You know, yeah. Can you remove the boards after you put them? No, I don't think no, so. No, oh my, no. Yep. Yeah, but so, uh, yeah, I've I've gotten pretty far in it. Um, I'm definitely ad- addicted to it again. So I'm probably going to complete it. It's definitely it's addictive. One, yeah. One question I want to ask that people were debating about all: uh, is there something with the time limit? What do you mean or by not? time limit? The, the time that's counting when you go in the pause menu. Oh, that's just your play time. 
Right. So yeah. they they kind of like grade you at the end of your like scenario run. They'll give you like a yeah. like how many times you saved, how long did it take you, how many guns did you shoot. Like they kind of do like a like a grading system kind of. So that like if there's certain trophies that if you get like an A grade, you'll get a trophy. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I bet there's trophies for all like like I think there's one for like not shooting a single shot during a playthrough, or there was one yeah, for not um, taking any damage. Game, yeah. There's in-game achievements and in-game unlockables that are tied to specific criteria as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know one I, of them is like beat the game in four hours. Oh, that's, like, do, that's, you, like, that's totally doable. Oh, yeah. yeah I, if you know oh, what yeah. to do and where you're going. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're just making the run for it. I just mm-hmm. want to make sure I can actually beat the game. Like Yes. It, so the time doesn't affect whether I can beat the game. It just affects whether no. I can. Do you think you're going to get to like a certain time and it's going to just blow up and be like, oh, start again? <laughs> Virus is no, taking no, over. No. Yeah. No, I couldn't remember, and I thought I was worried that, like, it might be a thing where, yeah, like, your character can legitimately die if you don't make it to a certain point by a certain time. No, yeah, no, No. you're you're good. You're good. I mean, there are moments in the game that have timers like that, but the game will be very clear to be like, this is your timer. Mm -hmm. Look at it counting. What are you going to (laughs) do? All right, well, yeah, like 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 the ten second count on that like uh, like wall, C four wall that I have to explode. That's right. one example. Sure. I knew I knew to have to walk away from that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, Trip, how, how was your how was your time with it? Like, because I Dude, I watched was... you play over the weekend. You were like playing till four a.m. with uh, Kevin Oates, and I'm sorry, I don't know who your other friend was. Um, yeah, it was um, my roommate Keith. Um, oh, two Keith. of us. Yeah, the two of us set up, um, and Keith we had w. a bunch of other people. Yes, we had all my uh, my roommates were there. Kevin Oates was there. Keith's girlfriend was there. Um, so we we just got the camera on both of us, and we were we were hanging out, we were drinking, we were having a great time. Passing the controller back every ten minutes. That's we I had, couldn't we do that. Count, we had a counter going, and we we every time like ten minutes of play went by, we'd hand the controller over and like trade back and forth. It was a really fun way yeah, to play the game. You should have got an hourglass, dude. Like a ten. Yeah, I mean, we have hour. iPhones. I'm not gonna get an hour. You know, flip it, flip it. I hit the start stop on my phone. It was fine. I did appreciate <laughs> um, um, since the game doesn't have the treasure room or like the the restroom mm-hmm. music. You guys played it every time that you were yeah. in a restroom. Keith had that on the uh, on the phone every time we hit a typewriter. Play the uh, like the creepy, ominous, but kind of calming original music. It was very cool. Oh yeah. Um, so I had the benefit of having Keith and Kevin as kind of like that person who has played through the original multiple times knows where everything is and was, and was like, Oh, that was in the original. Oh, that's new. Oh, mm-hmm. they, they did the same thing there. Oh, or, Oh, I was expecting this here, but they switched it up on us. Like, so they did a mixture of both in this game. Some oh, I gotta were, get oats to come over and do my stream with me. Oh dude, you need like a live commentary. He'd be great for that. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, we played until I think we started at like maybe 10 because thing, things went late. I think one of them had to work super late. Uh, and then we set up the stream in my living room, so that took a little bit of time to like make sure everything was ready to go. Uh, but yeah, we played till five in the morning, Damn. until we were literally just like falling asleep and and couldn't play anymore. And then I got back on the next day and just and we were we were doing it in the morning. We ordered breakfast and we we didn't stream it, but we just kept playing. We kept passing the shit back and forth because we we're like we got to know what happens, um, dude. It was so much fun. It was incredible. Oh, they did it. They did such a great job on this remake for making it taking like such an old style game and like modernizing it to the extent that they did it didn't feel i i don't i mean i don't know how to describe it like the sh- the shooting it felt old yeah. it felt new it felt exciting it yeah. felt i don't know it, it really hit all the they did all the right things that they did in seven mm. but i think this is a more accessible and more fun game than oh seven. yeah seven seven went or kind of pulled you down some specific paths that were very 
tedious or like or just not fun like almost like gauntlety yeah you know, it, you were just it, it held on seven held on to like a lot of like resident evil like tropes like you know the, the silly little puzzles and all those crazy like backtracking that you had to do but uh yeah this one felt it felt more natural i guess is it because of the yeah. third person or just the nature of the yeah, game i think i don't know man i think it might be third person and like a, a lot of the same systems were in this one that they introduced in seven but there's something about about i don't know i don't know if i'm going to be able to articulate the differences between this and seven or know why i like this one better but it felt more more fun seven was like that game that tried to scare you and it was mm-hmm. resident evil and they tried really hard to scare you you know and like there were moments that were like they're definitely freaky and put you in that weird vibe but it wasn't fun mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like this game it, had like that fun aspect to it like it's don't zombie, you f- zombies are fun dude you know but don't you feel like some of that is probably just like the nostalgia like i feel like See, the game could have been i feel like the game could have been awful like from someone that hadn't played it yeah, and you probably still would have enjoyed it more than seven. And that's because you're, that's you're a problem I'm, like ha- I'm having. You're battling yeah, I mean, your yes, memory, you know. Yeah. Yes and no. So I never played through two fully. I've only played like through the gunshop ever on any run that I've that I've played. So this was essentially my first time through the full story of two. Um, I think what resonates with me a little bit more is just the vibe of the game. Like the game does not take itself seriously, but it also like upped itself in its legitimacy and in its seriousness. Like seven took itself very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like right. there was no camp besides like the unintentional camp of someone losing their hand and having their hand get sewn back on and still work, you know, like yeah. shit like that. Right. But that was right. presented as a thousand percent serious, straight horror, like straight, like seven. holy fuck. There's, yeah. there's a moment where Claire and Leon meet in this remake and like, and they're having this like legitimately well scripted and well acted dialogue. That's like, fun and flirty even though they're yeah. about to like fucking die it's like yeah like they just met each other <laughs> helicopter came out of nowhere like, no, it was like funny i was like this is legitimately like funny to listen in Cla- to in claire's run through the whole time zombies are showing up she's saying things like if, to me it could be funnier but it's like it's stuff very similar to like ash in evil dead and i think that's mm-hmm. probably because mm-hmm. at one point that's the kind of humor they injected in the original like, she'll say things like, there'll be, like, a bunch of zombies. She's like, seriously? Right now? Yeah. <laughs> right. It just, yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. Like it's just like a that. non-serious yeah. vibe. I mean, they upped a lot in terms of tension, for sure. Like, there's a, um, there's a, what are called BOWs, like, modified genetic people. And there's a BOW called Mr. X that can literally pop out of a wall at any moment that you're playing this game. And you're not going to be able to beat him. You just have to run away from him, essentially. But, like... He's almost as wide as the hallway, and he'll just he'll fuck you up. And it's can literally come out at any minute. Just he'll smash I, through a wall, put a hole in a wall that wasn't there before. Like he'll just he'll fuck your shit. I, I up, think dude. the the best part about Mister X is is in the beginning of the game when you're doing your initial exploring, you're taking your time, and yet you can like, oh, I'll I'll dodge this zombie, I'll shoot this zombie, and then when he shows up, that that all changes because now you have to go. I found myself instead of just like casually mo- making my way through the police station, I would be in a safe room and then I go, okay, so I have this item and on the map, I know I need to go here. So this is going to be my route. If he shows up, I have a backup route. And now I'm like rushing through the police station all frantically yeah. avoiding this, this like monster of a guy who's unstoppable. Um, and what Neo pointed out, you popped into my stream and you, you said, listen for his footsteps. And yep. like, you're right. I could hear him like, getting closer or farther away and if i was quieter in the game 
like maybe he didn't show up as fast or like or he wouldn't come up in that certain room yeah and it's you, it's terrifying because like you know he's out there and they make his presence well known and oh, he yeah, could pop in the building the room to, yeah you have to get to a certain story mission before there will there yeah there'll be a story point where you'll he'll you're going to go back to the police station and then the it'll seem a little different like that's that's all I'll say for yeah, you. I'm already back at the police station. All right, g- give it a give it a minute. You're, I th- I feel like you're right there. I probably yeah. Because right I watched you fight that monster, that that boss. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, you did real good too. But um, yeah, and it's, it's a real good boy. It's real good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it, no, it was, it was fun watching you. I got I got through it the first shot. It's, so that was it was I was surprised. When I first saw him, I was I was running away from him a whole lot. Like I was like, I don't <laughs> know if this is working. I I'm just gonna start shooting him now. Like it was just me running for like a long no, time. No, it's one of these things where I, I shot every round off that I had. I hit yeah. him with everything, right? And I I got to zero rounds and I was like, oh, that's over. it. <laughs> and I went back to this corner and I and I went just for chance, I went back to this corner and there was a grenade I missed. I was like Oh, nice. Grenade just happens to be here. Okay, thanks. All right. (laughs) Stuff that shit at him. And next thing you knew, he blew up and that was it. Very, Uh, very lucky grenade right there. Really Mm -hmm. lucky grenade. Yeah. I didn't even know that grenade would would be there, but that's cool. I'll look out for Mr. X. I'm sure that's happening soon. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the game is definitely um, not as scary as I thought it would be. You know, because you guys were saying we're coming off a seven. It's using some of the seven um, UI design. It's, you know, I figured, oh, they're going to just inject this with like more scary and it's going to be a fright fest. And no, it's not. It's more like zombie heavy tension. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more tension yeah. out there Zo- than like zombie, fear. Zombie, yeah. There's resource management than like, you know, like it's not it's not the PT vibe that Resident Evil 7 was going for. It Resident Evil 7 like saw Here's the thing. It PT looks like, was like we're going to copy this 100%. Yeah, just it, in the zombie design alone, like if if you just want to like go from that level, I think it's awesome how the zombies react to your bullets and knives, and you can shoot limbs off. Is that is that? I'm mm-hmm. sorry, was that where you were were going toward, Felix? No, no, I, oh, I didn't sorry. know I could shoot limbs off. <laughs> no. Oh, dude, yeah, I uh, <laughs> you can just you can just pop like three or four rounds in a leg, can and I, then they're crawling, and then dude, dude, all yeah. I do is Fuck, shoot their. Why didn't I do that, Felix? I shoot their legs off and run around them. I don't, I don't think I've killed a. zombie. In this game, besides like the oh, bosses, see, when I saw you type that post in the Discord, I was like, "Wait, is he saying he got a certain weapon that allows him to cripple their legs? Any gun, enough bullets yeah. will do it. Any yeah. any hand, gun will a handgun in, in the kneecap just pop." And on. I knew that the original game had that. <laughs> I did that well, all the time in the original game. The original I did two that. didn't have that. Did I, no, maybe I did that in uh, four. Uh, four did, four sounds right. Four and five sound right. There was yeah, a mechanic. Like there said, were mechanics the in one, four and five that were like you shoot them in the leg and they'll like. And then the you have a button pop the punch. One, two, yeah. I only played one, two, and four. So that's those are the only games I played. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Four so had something be, like that, yeah. I did it in four then, because I remember doing that in one of them, shooting their legs out and running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just crazy. I like I love how the zombies, like first off, headshots don't work. Like you're putting like four or five no. five bullets in a head. Yeah. Uh and you can visu- you can visibly see all the bullet I'm holes so and all like the the flesh like falling off like they did a really Dude, good job designing I those zombies. Do this entirely again at some point and I am definitely shooting well, every one of them in the fucking life. Felix, I have don't, really Don't start then, start now. Yes, don't I would I would start now. now. Felix, uh the game has a total of four campaigns. Uh, right. Four and campaigns. So there's decisions you can make that change whether you do the A or the B. 
So when you play as Claire, I believe you're playing as Claire right now, right? Yes. So yes. when you finish Claire, you're going to unlock the Leon B-side campaign. So that okay. will be the events of Leon during what you're doing currently as Claire. And certain items will be there, uh, be available to you, and certain items won't that you are currently getting in in uh, Leon. Oh, I'm sorry, in Claire's campaign. So I did Leon first, and I'm actually. Wait, am I gonna wait? Sorry, when I get to yeah. the end, will I, uh, of Claire, will I unlock Le- Claire B or Leon? B? No. So you'll Leon do B. You, you you do Leon B, and then when you play through Leon, which is what I did, I unlocked oh, I Claire's see. B story. I see. So once it's I'm done Claire's like, B, I'm like playing it, Claire's A again. It gets to the yeah. end. It just goes back and it goes, okay, now start as Leon. Correct. Like, kind of like that. Yeah, I'll do the, like yeah. Leon's B story. Or, I forgot what they called it in the menu. So I'm in the middle and, of Claire's B story the, right now. The decisions you made during Claire will affect your Leon B play, right? That I don't know if I've noticed yet. So far, Probably. from what it looks like, is it's like a, like the everything has been remixed, and the game is taking you in different directions than it took Leon. Pay attention closer because more than likely, it makes sense that it's your the the playthrough you did as Claire mm-hmm. is affecting the that Leon. So that's the Leon from your playthrough. I'll, I'll I'll point out this one difference. So in the armory room, there is a locked door where in my campaign of Leon was a shotgun. That's where you get the, his shotgun. So playing through as Claire's B story, I the gun that was in there is a grenade launcher. Okay. So it's not like because right. in the original Resident Evil Two, there was a locker room in like in like the outside courtyard that you could go to, and you could that's where you could get their alternate outfits in the original game. I don't know if you guys remember, right. like there was like a biker outfit now for you, Claire or whatever. Now you just do those in the menu, right? Those are just in the menu now. Um, but there was also a locker where if you were you were you had to pick one or something for the A campaign, and it would be either the submachine gun or it would be I want to say the grenade launcher. This was like in the original game. So if you picked the machine gun for Leon's playthrough, Claire's playthrough would not have that. She would get the other gun, whatever yeah. was there. I haven't noticed anything like that yet. Um, and I'm, right. I'm a little bit, I think I'm two thirds of the way through Claire's B story at this point. So I'm, I'm getting close to, to finishing it, but um, there are remixed areas in the B stories. Like how everything's long is puzzles. Each... Wise, oh, too. sorry. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. how, how long is each playthrough? So I finished Leon's a side campaign mm-hmm. uh that took me about eight between eight and nine hours i want to say okay and i my I th- leon was was 12 but i i went back hard i found a way to backtrack through almost the entire map yes and i spent i took a gotcha. long time to clear every room because if you look at your map your map rooms will be red if there's yeah. something that you haven't found so uh, i was going okay. trying to clear every single room to, to blue huge gotcha. before i moved on yeah mm-hmm. No, I didn't know that when I first started playing, and then I read on some forum that that's what you can do. Also, when you see items in the world and you, you like, pick it up to look at it, but you don't put it in your inventory, it'll be marked on your map. So, like, if you run out of room, if you just pick up the item and look at it, you can see You don't even have to pick it up. You just have to be in Yeah, you don't have to. Oh, you didn't? Okay, cool. Oh, that's awesome. And, like, even looking at the doors, like, I had to... I don't know if this was, like, doable just by being in the room, but, like touching a door was would like locked sh- or unlocked it would yeah. show you what key you would also need as well oh like, yeah yeah the yeah map is insanely helpful yeah yeah it oh, does the, that via key marker you did have to you did have to interact with the door okay to see so which yeah there. yeah that, that it would, i think it would still tell you locked or unlocked but if it was a special like that if it needed a key you would see that icon after you went to interact with it in the in the claire playthrough you mentioned earlier the heart key yeah 
Well, I don't want to know where this thing is. I'm I just was looking for this you. in Leon's and I didn't find it. So I know that like Claire's story has has different elements that Leon's doesn't, especially mm-hmm. involving the chief of the police. And I, I was thinking at the end when I couldn't find this thing, I'm like, maybe this is specific to Claire. I never oh. got access to that specific part of the police station as Leon. Like I never I never went to that section at all. Better. Yeah. Um because I looked a long time but for that. I mean, I, I don't know if this is spoiling for you, but in in Claire's section, I have visited that that section of the police you do, station. Yeah. yeah. That, no, that's kind of what I was theorizing. I just wanted to know if I didn't if I find, if I I don't know, miss something obvious. Yeah, and that's why that's why having those four campaigns is kind of cool. Like I I can't yeah. wait to start over as Claire's A campaign and see how those are different too. Um, right to the other ones as well like i i'm i'm it's weirdly how addicting i am to like getting right. in this and playing yeah, it. yeah same dude like i i again over the weekend i kept thinking about it that's i played that more than i played anthem and now i'm sad i didn't play anthem because anthem is gone and i could just play resident evil now because i own it but like i yeah. couldn't stop playing resident evil to play time with anthem I don't it's know, just good it's, storytelling it is you know? like, because it's not it's not anything like mechanical you know it's yeah, all yeah. storytelling yeah and it's it, there's always a drive to keep moving and pushing forward because you're like oh I, I i know where that key is i know where that key goes now i didn't check this room yet so let me go check this room and then oh my god look i found the thing that i needed to get over here and like the game's constantly like nudging you and pushing you forward and yeah it's for sure constantly giving you less items and weapons or uh you know, pieces of ammo to deal with, depending on how, how you're using them. So it, it always right, right. feels like it's lighting a fire under your ass at the same time as saying, Hey, you want to, you need, you want to keep going and see where this rabbit hole takes you. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. like part of the magic of those original resident evil games. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and this captures it like, so like, like when I said before this came out, I said the game looks like just from the trailers before I played it, it looks how I remember playing resident evil two back in 98 or 96 or whatever. Yes. Whenever you're that mm-hmm. very, it feels a very important thing. It feels exactly how I remember it. And I know that's the nostalgia coming into play, but the, the, uh, not necessarily because if it felt very different, you'd probably feel the same way. Or, you know would, I, I mean? or would I be like, or would I be more like, Oh, this isn't how I remember resident evil two. Uh, well, it I will to walk that fine line. I need to clarify for people who didn't buy this game. Uh, the piece of piece of shit mm-hmm. controls from uh, resident evil one and two back in the day are gone. That's yes. Oh, I mean, that's that's a gaming trope that no one <laughs> wants to revisit. Yeah. yeah, so that's or, or no one ever wants back. Is that you have you free mean? free control of your character and your camera, yeah. so you're good. Yeah, um, you can just move it around. It's a, it's a fine line to walk though between replicating something, mm-hmm. making well, it feel new, and then also making it feel mm-hmm. like it that's did. True. Because right. because you, if they made this game feel like it did, you'd hate it because mm-hmm. you, you're looking back through rose colored glasses at yeah. your Correction, time with Resident yeah. Evil Two. Neo, correct me if I'm wrong, but the remake of one didn't do that, right? It stayed with the old controls. No, it, it kept the old camera angles. Yeah, it yeah, kept the uh, the tank controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I feel like the first one was wasn't. It was like early 2000s they remade that. So it was that was yeah. on game. That was, it was and it was more of just it. like a port than anything. I feel like yeah, oh, it was an up res essentially, but the same. No, no, it was general game. No, Resident Evil the remake was a full on yeah. remake. Um, they, oh, it was? yeah, they, mm. and for GameCube though, that's the, that's like the key part there. So they were working with yeah, 2003 I mean, tech there. Um, they, yeah, they, I mean, they up everything. They, they increased the, but the clarity, the, there were new types of enemies. There was the sub, they introduced right. the sub items there, which you have in this game. You have the like knives, knives and the grenades. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the crimson heads were like so fucking terrifying. Cause they you were, could, they were, 
you, you they were fucked up. Yeah, yeah, there were different gameplay mechanics. Like you could choose to burn a body in that one, and if you didn't burn zombie bodies, they would come yeah. back as crimson heads. It wasn't yeah, just I, an uprest. Like I'm telling you, it's, it's like it was like from the yeah. ground remake. No, no, I know, yeah. and, and I yeah. I played the game. I just I was not really calling it an uprez only. I was more mm-hmm. saying in the it's the same game. It just looks higher definition. You're playing it the exact same yes. style yes. with like slightly different mechanics, but otherwise it's like it's the game. You're getting the same general experience. So that's they like heightened the, up some of the tension, but yeah, the difference between like a remaster which is, I guess, what you could call the Resident Evil original game remaster, and then the remake, which is, like, what we got with this game, with Resident Evil 2, which was, uh, yeah. gra- like, straight up, like, they're using new tech, they're using new new engine, new mechanics, new everything. They added they added a whole bunch of goodies mm-hmm. that made it feel more modern at the same time as holding on to what made it good back yeah. in 96 or 98. I don't remember when it, when it came out. Do you think they're going to remake one? Not like this. I don't think so because they re-released one again with an uh, with an HD boost on PS4. So like you can right. get an HD version of that remake. So another remaster we, of that remaster. But we get three before we get one. Controls, right? No, no. It would be if you're, I mean we're asking a lot of hypotheticals. We're not going to get a remake of one like until we get a remake of three like this, if that even ever happens. So that's that's I have a feeling is what we're going to see next using this engine. They're just going to do three again. Um, yeah, I would imagine because that, that's the only one that hasn't been modernized. I I, I believe that's yeah. the only non-modern Resident Evil game now. Um, right? Yeah, I think they should do it. I I would definitely play that again. And I remember. Do you? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was um, I was just gonna say I played Resident Evil. I played these games actually like four or five years ago, just revisiting them like like a bunch of years ago. But mm-hmm. I would love to play that again, like modern modernized like this. Go on, lock. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you feel like? Um, this game deserved to be at the price point that it was at? That's yes. a great question. I'm going to say yes as I, well. <laughs> I can I'm, back it up, but like, if you guys wanted to ask. No, it's fine. I, I mean, I know I'm like more the, like, oh my God, money, Jesus, they're charging us. But no, this is uh, <laughs> like, I know, that's like my whole, my shtick. Oh my God, money. They're charging us. No, it's not. It's, it's completely valid. Like, I yeah. won't play this game because I won't spend that much money on this game. I think if this game was, was less expensive then I would probably would have bought it to play it, but I won't spend the money that they're asking to spend. Honestly, so it's not... I, I think it's worth the $60. Uh, I really gotcha. do. And not only that, you're getting, like I said, four campaigns. There is, And then once you do that, you unlock Hunk's campaign or his, his missions. And then they just mm-hmm. announced on Twitter like yesterday that they're adding three free story DLCs. Um, one, okay. like, and they're related to like other characters that you have come across in the, in the, the world. Essentially, oh, right. like yeah. what's his name? Uh, the guy, the, the gunshot owner is getting a side story. Gunshot owner, uh, the mayor's daughter. About... Oh, okay. So you she play, play as her. You huh? play as her, and I believe is. I just throw a little, huh? Huh? You play as her. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can't was, wait to. I can't wait uh, to do that. No, I was, her, I was. Um, I was. Escape the my, city. All right. In my playthrough, I was, I was calling her Newt from Aliens. <laughs> I was like Newt. <laughs> yeah, when you first meet her, she's in hiding in like a like a cabinet or whatever whatever or whatever oh. i'm just saying it would be like i just thought of aliens and i thought of like like playing through aliens as newt and it's a whole thing my, my gotcha. somewhere anyway I, forget, yeah forget. i have no idea what you're talking you don't, about you don't even know what i'm talking about so forget no. it so yes lock i to answer your question i do think this game is worth it i've already put like i said eight hours in the main campaign that right there is an uncharted game you know that's like if you're playing uncharted on normal that's like an uncharted campaign and i'm already like diving into the b story which is pretty much a whole nother campaign 
Um, right. And you right. get you get two sets of those, and they're very same but different. Like you get different story elements, and the the story comes together when you finish both sides of the campaigns. So, mm. I've and then Hunk is going to be an entirely new story yeah. that's already here. We don't have to wait for a bonus, right? We, when we yes. do all these, you get Hunk. I believe you unlock Hunk after you completed some certain set of. If the listeners don't know, their Hunk is a uh, uh, like a, a paramilitary guy sent in by the company that started this virus and he's like on cleanup duty. So you get like that side of the story, which is totally different than, than Leon or Claire. Right. Like and not, I, you're not just playing an alternate version. You're playing someone's entirely different mission objective to like stop people from telling what happened about the virus. Or I think it was, you're trying to recover the G virus. You're part of the G G virus recovery team. Oh yeah. It, it was that, definitely like, like virus related. You're there like suppressing, talk or like collecting virus or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or like your target was like William Birkin who's in the yeah, story. You were yeah. you were definitely like with the company. That um, to, and then there's there's it. Tofu, which is another thing I believe is also in the game, which is your Yeah, that you, was you play a literal block of Tofu. That was in the original too. Like it's like <laughs> That a, was in the original. Like, like a um an alternate character it's playable or something and then in um in Umbrella Chronicles the uh the shooter yeah. you played through the games like stories as summaries, really fucking cool. Um, one of the bonus modes is like a shooting gallery, and if you got high enough up in level, it switched all the zombies to, to tofu, and you were just nice. going apart tofu with like a little, mm. little wee cool. zapper gun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Locke, I definitely think it's worth the sixty. And it's it's an in depth game. It's got everything. Oh, that's cool. No, no, I, I I appreciate you guys sharing for the viewers. Like I, I'm, yeah, definitely not buying it, but um, it's good to know. Like because remakes come out, and sometimes they charge like full value for it again and it's not really necessarily yeah. worth that no. same full retail price so it's good to to share that with everyone yeah. listening that they, they may seem have been to on have the gone fence. above and beyond the original game so they did they Easily. expanded things like you're not playing a one-to-one recreation like there are new areas there are just expansions on what each area was and represents like umbrella itself was fucking dude the umbrella labs are nuts man it's mm-hmm. fucking crazy and like all the cutscenes and animations and voice dialogue like it's it is an entirely different game that was based on an original game very strongly. That's how oh, I feel. A loving, a loving recreation of, of yeah. that. Like a big tribute. Ma- it's the uh, best tribute Modernization. Possible. And then it gives like people that enjoy it a lot of reasons to replay and uncover every single aspect about it. I'm going to say right now, so far, game of the year 2019. Just saying it. Just putting it out there. <laughs> just going to put that in the, in the bank and save that for later. Wow. I didn't, uh, I didn't want to say it, but I'm kind of in out. a similar boat, Neo. I, I, I know it's January. Ready. But you know I'm what? Wait, I'm waiting, dude. <laughs> well, 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 Felix called uh, all multiplayer I'm game of the year. Last. All I'm saying is, if this ends up being a game of the year, I'm fucking done. I'm done gaming. You're done. Why are you done? Why are you done? I'm done. There's no way a game from fucking 1996 becomes becomes fucking game of the year in 2019. I think you should borrow someone's copy at some point and try. That I, I will out. let you borrow it. I will. I will do that. Okay. You say the all word. Right. You say the word. Oh, hey. listen. I'm. I was a huge fan of the first three Resident Evils, but. I just not so much so that I would spend that again, but I hear you. I understandable, hear you. but it's worth it. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> feels good. I hear you, but you're not listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. All right, you guys, cool. do you want to dive into some, some news here? What, what how's our time trip? Give me the time. Check. I'm, uh, Ooh, we, uh, we are beefy. Cool. Let's see. I think there. we should just hit the, um, yeah. the epic. Steam I think, stuff really I think that's me. a great story to end up on. All right. So yeah. I love this headline. Epic declared war on steam today. It's my favorite. It's my favorite headline today. 
Uh, <laughs> it's very, war. very aggressive. Yeah. So let me let me explain what's Are what's going on with war? this. Yeah, jingoistic. Oh, very much so. So right now the PC landscape. I want to say is a changing and it's and it's start is it's, a change it's a changing <laughs> and I, I say this because uh, Fortnite changed the way things were because once Fortnite became popular everyone who played who played on PC and anyone could play Fortnite because it is free and it can play on pretty much any device you have so any computer with a screen can pretty much play this game which is probably to its benefit so now Definitely to its benefit, yeah, for sure. Earlier in the past, like I guess a few months ago, Epic said we're becoming a storefront now, and we want to sell games. And the moment they're like making money, the moment that like, happened, wow, we've made a lot of money. <laughs> we can make more money, and this is yeah. how we're going to do it. We'll get more people on our platform. So they not only did they already have an established base that had the client installed, converting it to a store was was very easy for them. Yes, go on, go ahead. Trip. Just quick side question: Wasn't yeah. there revenue in the billions? This past year, yeah, that's I think not, I heard that number. That, uh, yeah, you, I you, that would not surprise me. From cosmetics yeah. in Fortnite, essentially, is what. Well, they, because you have to think about it. There product. was there was no like it doesn't take much to run that game. Like in all honesty, oh, and no. like when it when it caught fire, like their overhead for that must be like well now it's probably higher because their servers probably needed to be upgraded and expanded mm, yeah, over time. For but sure, sure. still, like their overhead compared to other games. Like, it wasn't even their main product. It was a side of their original Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Their Fortnite was supposed to be called it was it like only, Save the World or whatever. It only makes sense mm-hmm. that they did this, to be perfectly honest. Like mm-hmm. it would have been dumb for them to not try and build their own store. It, you know, and it's it makes perfect sense for them trying to, to hit Steam because they, they'll be the ones to knock them off, to be honest. I mean, and totally for the most part, that's not that's not anything I would argue against. There's nothing wrong with uh, another game company having a launcher where they want to serve you their games like that's that is not not anything to you know you know cry home about but i think what we're witnessing now is is epic is now trying to gain exclusivity over certain titles coming out and people are going now hey wait a minute well, what happened to player choice what happened to player freedom and so first we saw this with division two division two was pulled from steam or no it wasn't even on steam and is just announced that being offered on the Epic Store and the Ubisoft Store, not on Steam. And then just, I want to say, yesterday... Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, Metro Exodus, the new Metro game coming out, was is now pulling their game from Steam and exclusively being offered on the Epic Game Store. So they're going to honor they're going to honor all the pre-orders if you already purchased it there. But after that, like, you can't... That's it. Like, you can't buy it now. You can't do anything with it. So now part of the problem was is uh well let me sh- just first say Valve came out with a with a little little <laughs> spiel that they wanted to write about it and it was pretty much Valve going I don't, I don't know do you want me to re- you want me to read it for you guys Yeah read it sure. out loud it just it's it's weird that they even that they even wrote something yeah it yeah. is very strange so they said later today sales of Metro Exodus will be discontinued on Steam to a, a Due to a publisher decision to make the game exclusive to another PC store, the developer and publisher have assured us that all prior sales of the game on Steam will be fulfilled by Steam, and Steam owners will be able to access the game and any future updates or DLC through Steam. We think the decision to remove the game is unfair to Steam uh, customers, especially after a long pre-sale period. We apologize to Steam customers that were expecting this to be available through sale uh, through the Friday of the February 15th release date. But we, all, but we were only recently informed of the decision and given limited time to let everyone know. So that was on the store page today. 
It's, I mean, it's rare for a company to kind of give shade like that. So they must little, be feeling very strongly about this. There's definitely at least 20% shade in there I, I, by my calculations, you know. Up those, <sighs> up those numbers. Oh, shit. Well, my so. calculations are off. Um, so I mean, I, you're, you're essentially saying, like, yeah. I think it's fucked up. You're saying, I think Epic, is, it's fucked up what you did. You said that in the nicest possible way. And, like, it's, it's just like it's, that's a legit company beef right there. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a, Epic is, like, inching in on on this space that steam has occupied for for years yeah and like people have had problems with steam being the only choice but they weren't really the only choice they were probably the best choice but like you could go to gog good old games you go to a bunch of other platforms to to get a lot of uh a lot of content on yeah ea has their own launcher Um, like yeah for sure but don't people have issue with epics like terms of service like there's something in their in their page that's different than the rest of them okay so here's here's what i have here i have a list here of of the current issues or lack of features that epic game stores currently lack and it's interesting because people you you could argue um while steam didn't have all these features at start they you know they had to the steam client wasn't what it was in 2004 or 7 whenever it came out um and it's not the client it is today and epic didn't have that kind of buildup. but a lot of these features i think are really important to a modern experience now that you would get with a with a PC store. So, for example, um, here's a list of things that have that have that are currently negatives for the uh, more or less for the Epic Store. Their security mm-hmm. is terrible. So, 80 million accounts were exposed last week. Their customer Ooh, service God. has a lot of issues. So, they don't have the the infrastructure for customer service. Games are more expensive due to regional pricing. Now, that's not probably necessarily true for us, but people in other countries who can't get Metro at that, you know, sweet price point that they're offering here, going to have a problem. Wow. Um, you can't take the launcher offline. So you can't play any games offline. So if you're on that train ride or plane ride, you can't play any of your games or whatever if you wanted to whip your laptop out. There are no social features. There are no screenshot, no controller support. Um, apparently they're breaking EU laws right now. I don't have the details on that, <laughs> but I have a feeling it goes with, uh, a few of their, um, terms of service, which is what you brought up. Um, yeah. let's see. They are, uh, partially owned by Tencent, which is a, which is that, that, uh, that Chinese company. And yeah. then apparently yeah. they, they sell user data to the Chinese government. So. Don't know if that's a thing. Don't know if that's a whole thing. All right. Sick, bud. These are, now, these are things that I'm going to say are probably not as important, but there are no achievements, um, and there are no reviews. I, I mean, that's probably... No reviews. There's no that's reviews shitty. listed on it, like, uh, like on Steam. Now, one could argue that Steam's reviews are, system is bullshit because people just write whatever the fuck they want, and they, they you know people like gang up on, on games to review. Yeah, they gang that, up the tank. That happens a score and some shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. No forms, no cloud saves. I think that's pretty important, too, for some people. Um, and let's see. They are, let's see, let's see. And that's, that's the list. Oh, and apparently here's a link here for more, more things. Anyway, I think that's a huge <laughs> Just list. Just those things, not Just a big those. deal. <laughs> so Just those few points. The two sides I'm seeing are as well, competition's good. Competition breeds healthy, healthy life for the consumers. But... In this case, I think it's very strange that Epic is just snatching up exclusivity rights to third-party games. It's not this isn't the same thing as Sony making Last of Us with their own studio Naughty Dog. Like this isn't the same thing we're talking about here. We're talking about companies like like let's let's pretend Assassin's Creed games. 
You can only buy yeah. them on Xbox. You can never play them on PlayStation again. So you would have a whole group of people without. But, mm, that's but, eh, I don't a know. Different conversation down that specific road. I'd be fine. Yeah, that's I don't, console exclusivity. Not you'd like, be, but the Sony people wouldn't, right? Yeah, they'd be yeah, but like off. it happens all the time, though. Like there's exclusive content that certain consoles only get. Not right. every first party studio means that it's an exclusive. Like there are certain games that only come to Xbox that aren't Microsoft Studio backed. Yeah, you're so still able I, to buy I, those games at you know GameStop through with the Xbox Store, which is protected by all of those their own right. rights, their own terms of service. Um, I think if there was like a separate store, mm-hmm. again using consoles, like you were on Xbox, like oh go to this other store. As that, an app. Okay, that's a and better you only, analogy. You can only buy a game on this weird other app because this other app talked to you know uh, Ubisoft and was like, "Hey, Division, we're going to give you a shit ton of money. Only through this app can we buy this game." They're like, "Yeah, I guess so. Sure, we're making a lot of money." But everyone else is like, "What do you mean, dude? Like, I would rather buy this through Xbox. I don't trust these guys." That's right. I think a closer analogy. That okay? Yeah, that is that is definitely better. That is way better. What's up, Felix? No, I was just going to say like uh, I remember a couple years ago I was having a conversation with my buddy Jimmy about good old Jimmy. His, ex- his experience uh, using like the compute, you know, using like a PC to like game. Yeah. And you guys are experienced this. You're, I mean, most of your games you guys get through steam, right? Mm. The majority of my games are currently on steam. Yeah. I use there, a majority there, of, there was a time where it was like so diversified all the different places well, where you would be getting games. Before right? before Steam, it was like you Everyone would... Everyone had a launcher, right? Yeah, like a lot of like MMOs did, and a lot of games, like you would get the disc to install on PC. This is before digital, mostly. And then they mm. would have their own installer, and you would just have shortcuts on your desktop or whatever to launch certain games, too. Now, I would say this is probably about five... When I was hanging out with Jimmy, it was like five years ago, and he showed me his computer, and he showed me how, <laughs> like, Ubisoft games, he had to fucking, like, Jimmy. He had to launch the Ubisoft thing, and yep. then like he was playing another game, and he had to launch the thing for that. And I, I was like, still playing on console like I am now, and I basically was like, Jesus, man, that's kind of complicated. <laughs> like, yes, all these different places you got to go to get your fucking games. But and absolutely, that is definitely this, part of this. Anyway, so as an outside yeah. observer, this doesn't sound much different than that. It just sounds like some other no. really kind of incompetent group. It, it doesn't, to do but it too. as a, as a PC player, I, I feel I- increasingly frustrated that I have to load all of these individual launchers on to play the games. Right. Like yeah. I, I got to have battle nets launcher to play destiny. But if I want to play the new Tomb Raider game, I got, I have it on steam. Like I can't get that on one launcher. Um, right. and that is a frustration. Although I know it's generally like, okay, well you can look past it. G- companies are going to have their own platforms. They're going to want to serve their games to you. But at the same time, as a, as the average customer like like you, Felix, who are, is pretty new to PC gaming, and you wouldn't, it would be very confusing to go. Oh, I, if I want to buy Ubisoft games, I got to go to the Ubisoft launcher and buy that. Credit card info goes there. Okay, now Steam be. launcher. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't really like seem to have a problem with it at all. Maybe, Just the, the diversification it's... of all these platforms. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't really bother me. I mean, I know where to go to find my games. I mean, I just launch the one app and I play it or I launch the other app and I play it there. Like the majority of the games I own are in Steam. I mean, I only have two launchers. I have Battle.net and I have Steam. And I guess I technically have Epic because I have Fortnite installed. You also, um, did you install Anthem? Um, yeah, I do have Origins. So, yeah. I do have Origins. Yeah, but it's like, That's like four I'm not, or five I'm not right confused, there, right? right? Like I'm not like a confused PC user that doesn't know where to go find my shit. 
you know, like I know where to go. I just have to launch a different app. It's no different than like me being pissed off that I can't ask, like I can't get to Facebook through Twitter. Like it's not, it, like mm-hmm. we're all in a techno, we're all in technology. We know how it works. So I, to me, that point is, is it, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, the one thing that I would say for this that could be frustrating is the fact that it's exclusive. And I don't think that's anything that PC gaming has seen before. No, is the exclusive and, rights. Right. And that's, so like, that's where the story blows up kind of. Yeah. Like that to me is the only thing. It doesn't frustrate me necessarily, but I do think it's a, it's a, it's for, for others, it can be extremely frustrating that you can only go here, right? You can't get it anywhere else. Like, and not to, oh, me, that's, it's, not to mention all the reasons that platform is still, that platform is still in its infancy and it doesn't have the robust feature set and pretty much quality of life things that Steam has established over its lifetime. Sure. Go that sure. Lock, to be clear, that's not how it would work with Assassin's Creed. You wouldn't have to get the Uplay launcher. So you need to run Uplay regardless if you buy it in Steam. Yeah, so when you launch it so in Steam, I, if I, it opens so if Uplay. I, yeah. So if I, like I bought Rainbow Six Siege via Steam, and when I launch it in Steam, all Steam does is the gateway to get me to Uplay. It's actually stupid. It's actually worse that I bought it in Steam because it means I have to open up another app. <laughs> I have Division so like, in it Steam. Doesn't, same thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same for me. You're right, actually. I have Division in Steam as well. So, like, it's actually – it makes less sense if if Ubisoft as the company is going to make me run their servers through their app and that's the only way that it can connect is via their app. You know, like, other games don't do that in Steam. Like PUBG, for example, everything runs through Steam. It launches the game and that's it. But like when you do your, like when I launch Rainbow Six Siege via Steam, it then has a separate friends list, which is done through the Uplay. I don't access my friends Steam list. I access my Uplay friends list and I get messages through Uplay and I, and like all my credits are done through Uplay. Like it's, it's, so it, it sounds way worse than it really is. Like this to me is like minutia of details that doesn't really matter. I think the big point is, is that, this platform that has been free choice has now is now experiencing this exclusive like i'm gonna grab up titles and i'm gonna like devour titles because i'm charging 50 percent less of a kickback than steam mm-hmm. is if steam wants to be competitive they should stop charging 30 percent charge 20 that honestly would be the move charge 25 yeah. percent right like they first of all like Valve needs to just get the fuck over it because they've been the mm-hmm. king of the castle for goddamn 15 years like they're literally sitting on mounds of money like build a bridge and get over it mm. um because there's like at this point lower your cost like you you can't do it anymore it's the, like, ma- the market is becoming increasingly competitive yeah, yeah. like yeah. when if i was a developer i would just make my own launcher like why would i even make steam a thing anymore like it's it doesn't make sense like the dev cost to just build a shitty launcher is probably lower than it would get from having to do all my sales through just steam. So like in my, in my opinion, this means that valve needs to figure out what they want to do to become competitive. Now they can't just be the de facto like platform anymore. Um, which is good because competition means that we get better products, right? Like that's the the idea. Yeah. The fact that Epic has done this means that maybe steam becomes a better version of itself because it's being challenged, not just like I'm going to just exist and do whatever I want because I have the luxury of it, you know. Which they, um, yeah, 100% the position they had up until this point. Exactly. They call yeah. that the, the, there's a term in economics that's called monopolistic competition. It's yeah, 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And and like I said, I think Epic is the one to do it. Epic is also sitting on a mound of cash, probably not nearly as much as Valve has in its bank, but it's you know it's got a lot of it. It's probably half of it is disposable. So, um, like, why not try and do this? And yeah. you're right, Neo. I think like it would have probably been better for them to roll out a store with, you know, at least some some basic quality of life stuff that Steam has. Um, you know, because it just seems silly that some of that stuff's not there. Um, hmm. I don't think I really take advantage hmm. of most of it, but it just seems odd that you would just launch this bear, but like no reviews like that just no seems reviews. wild to yeah. me. That coming in, so coming in season two of the Epic store. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird. It's so weird, but um, I do I, appreciate that. I think, I think offline play is also kind of like a, like you can't play a single player game like Metro Exodus offline. Like that's just not, you can't do that. Why does that? Yeah. I don't even know. I didn't even know you could do that in steam. I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. There's, but there's if, I, I guess for someone that doesn't want, that capability it it's a basic thing to just turn it offline so i don't know why they wouldn't add it mm-hmm. true. no what what they're saying is is if you if your computer is not connected to the internet you cannot play your game library that's what i'm saying oh true so like if you had the game previously downloaded and then let's say you had like an internet outage you couldn't play you can't Exodus, play even though it's a single player game gotcha exactly. that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense to me to me that that is a bit of an issue because you know what if I what if I didn't have internet? What if I or I mean not didn't have internet? What if my internet you turn was around down? and pick up that device on the corner of your bed? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what you would. It's do. a Nintendo Switch for anyone listening. <laughs> uh, it's just like yeah. I mean I get it. I do. Mm. I just it. I don't know. Maybe because I'm not. It's easy for me to like be nonchalant because I don't feel like any of this really affects me personally. Right. I'm trying to put myself um, in but, the shoes of like another person. Uh, yeah, you know, it just mean, feels like in that example, it's like, I don't know, pick up a book or like go to yeah, your PlayStation yeah. or like, I don't know. Like, it just yeah. seems like a silly like, I mean, oh, yeah. damn, I can't play Mex- I can't play like Metro Exodus right now and my Internet's down. Like, it, you fair know, enough. Like it's just, fair I don't enough. know. But yeah. I, I, I do agree that, that like, like that 100 percent, like they'll go somewhere to get the game and then they'll be off the grid or they're, you know. Uh, yeah, the military like if, is the easiest situation to think about. You know, someone who's like stationed somewhere else may want to take their, their games and play. There you go play locally and then they won't have internet everywhere yeah i guess so i guess so i mean your point is 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 valid too lock i mean the vast majority of people it's it's more like an inconvenience you know Mm, and like the people that this would be like uh a huge life or death issue is is so 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 tiny um it's it's a uh, it's a point of contention well they call it i think they call it something they call it's literally called the digital divide that's Mm. what it's called it's the divide between people who have internet and people who don't. Um, yeah. It's like a thing. You've right. been throwing the like, little definitions every once in a while. Yeah, that's yeah. Called, it's a thing. Monopolistic competition. And that's called <laughs> like, like VH1 like little Felix. bubbles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pop up video. I put in my two cents where I can. Well, this, this means the, I think in conclusion, I guess you could say, is the PC landscape is a change in. I'm bringing it back to my, my opening. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's a change this year. I think, I think we're going to see a lot more people making plays for exclusivity to their launchers. I think we're going to see that a lot more. We're going to see it takes more competition person that. Yeah. like Epic to be like, I'm just going to fucking do this. And then we'll see how everyone else is going to react to that. Yeah. And look, they, they, they did it. They got in the doors of all these people because they installed Fortnite. Like or Fortnite is the biggest thing on the planet. It's huge. There's nothing bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so they already got their foot in your door. 
and that's like I, yeah. I I have it installed too because I play Fortnite a little bit. I played a couple rounds of that. Um, you got the launcher. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I actually have not like launched it in a while, but I, maybe I should check out and see what they did. But I don't know. But yeah, so I I can't wait to see what's going on. I think this is like real interesting. We're watching like a, a business like switch. We're watching. We're yeah, watching. Yeah. In real time, this happened. Like, uh, and I think it's it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, an entire landscape is shifting, and we're right right there as it happens. So, it's going to be an interesting year for sure. Absolutely. All right, you guys. I think it's a good place to wrap up. What do you think? I think so too. Yeah, man. Awesome. This has been Neo Ayoshi. Uh, you can find me at Twitter Neo underscore Ayoshi and Twitch at twitch.tv slash neoyoshi i'm gonna keep on playing resident evil 2 probably most likely and um trying to find like some time to get some other multiplayer games in gotta finish red dead we'll we'll see how that goes um all right when you guys take it away uh this is felix hergood uh twitch.tv slash felix hergood and mixer.com slash felix hergood i uh i go live to both services at once uh called a mitch chat uh so come in yeah, Mitch, just be crazy. Uh, so come on. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, I'm playing. offended me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say it. The guys in the chat say it. You just said it right now. Uh, I just said it right now. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Literally but, yeah, hurt, hurts. I think, I, think, I think this week I'm just going to wrap up the week doing Resident Evil 2. And then maybe I'll play this next week, but I, that next week, but probably it'll be something different like uh, fallout 76 or elder scrolls online. You should try the Anthem demo this weekend. If you have time. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I'd be curious on your thoughts on it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would like to check it out see what's going on. So now that you guys have mentioned some of the details of it, mm-hmm. uh, especially cool, considering man. I'm going to be playing on console and it sounds like you just guys described the console experience is being a little bit better yeah mm-hmm. yeah or just a controller um, i would say controller right controller yeah, yeah, yeah. just controller experience got it yeah um guys you can find me on twitter at lock underscore key um rarely going live anymore but if i do um like i've said before you could just find when i do uh from twitter so just follow me there uh to keep updated later and uh this is trip zero Mixer.com slash TripZeroTV, live every day, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Won't be tomorrow, but that's just one day. I'm taking off hanging out with Kevin Oates. Um, a lot of Destiny 2, it's my primary game. There will be a lot of Anthem as well as that rolls out with the demos and with the uh, actual launch coming up, probably in, like, I think, two and a half weeks is, is real life, real life go for that. So it'll be a lot of that going forward. Real um, life go. Real life go. Um, besides Mixer, best place to follow me, like Locke, is on Twitter, and that's the same thing, TripZeroTV. Cool. Later, dude. See you next time. Later. Are we really? Are we we really on Mixer, a teen-rated stream? Uh oh! (laughs) Wow, that's actually really funny. Yeah, we are. We are. That's that's terrible. That's very terrible. (laughs) I think either last week or week before we were talking about the fucking the porn and girls squirting on whatever guy's fucking (laughs) USB key. It's not a TV screen at all. The old Randy Pitchford magic move. Randy Pitchford. (laughs)